Welcome to Live Well Talk on the Mailbag. The Mailbag is a segment of the podcast where I answer uh, outstanding questions from the outstanding listeners that we have of the podcast and uh, keeps me on my toes and and uh, I always look forward to the, the, new, the mailbag. Um, today's edition of the mailbag will cover topics related to smoking, caffeine, and pregnancy or fertil- fertility. Our first question is from Stanley. Uh, smoking obviously increases your risk for lung cancer, true. But what are other most common diseases caused by smoking? Uh, well, smoking, let's, let's break that up into smoking and nicotine, okay? Smoking makes you more susceptible to emphysema uh, or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. And, and two things can happen. One is you can develop a chronic bronchitis because from the smoking and you're tr- constantly trying to clear those secretions and ha- your susceptible infections and bronchiectasis, which is... Um, damage to the bronchial tubes. Or you can develop what's called emphysema. And what happens in emphysema is uh, that the smoking probably turns on, or does, turn on an enzyme that helps repair the damage that the smoking does. But in some people, it gets turned on and it keeps doing it. And what it does is it destroys the alveoli and you get air trapping. So a person takes a breath in and they can't get the breath out. Uh, and that impairs their lung function. And so when you see the, uh, you know, they call it the pink puffer, uh, which is the patient that's uh, very frail, very, very uh, emaciated on chronic oxygen, they probably have emphysema. Uh, the blue bloater or the Pickwickian, Mr. Pickwick from Dickens' Pickwickian papers, Pickwick papers. Um, now, th- those are individuals that have probably obstructive sleep apnea, chronic bronchitis, both can be caused by smoking. Now let's talk about nicotine. Nicotine uh, can cause the cholesterol plaques that are formed in your body from high cholesterol and the small blood vessels become brittle. So think of this, the cholesterol plaque is nice and smooth, but the you smoke with cholesterol plaque, it becomes brittle and it cracks or breaks. That causes a blood clot to form then subsequently you have a heart attack or stroke if it happens in those blood vessels. So smoking is bad in general, as uh, Stanley observed, uh, particularly for lung cancer, uh, but also nicotine, so smokeless tobacco, would be just as dangerous uh, for the development of coronary artery disease, peripheral vascular disease, and sudden cardiac events or sudden strokes. Our next question is from Riley, and Riley asked, does caffeine hurt your brain health? Well, I hope not, because I drink a lot of it. And so I hope that it doesn't hurt me. But in all seriousness, caffeine, no. It probably does not hurt your brain health, with the exception that it can impair you from getting a good night's sleep and then subsequently decrease brain health, brain performance. Um, and I'll tell you a personal story. One uh, Lent, I gave up caffeine for Lent. And I would have argued with you that caffeine didn't affect my sleep and that I could drink coffee or caffeinated beverages at 9 p.m. and still sleep fine. But after I had stopped that, uh, I found that my sleep was so much better not drinking caffeine in the evening. So it does affect our quality of sleep, which subsequently affects uh, brain health and brain performance. And when it comes to coffee, I vividly remember this memory from childhood when we, my family, we won. My mom worked at Kmart East. And we won a Mr. Coffee when it first came out. And I can remember the neighbors coming up to our house 
and the adults just sitting around to like 11 p.m. drinking coffee and just watching it fill up in this because, you know, pr part of that, you probably don't remember, you had little percolators. And so that's my coffee story. Our, our last question is from Diane. Is hormonal birth control bad for fertility in the long run? Uh, Diane, I'm not a pregnancy expert, um, but my understanding is no. Uh, now, you will have decreased return of fertility for up to 90 days, and the, the menstruation cycle may not return. And I'm sure the ovulation from birth control uh, may take up to 90 days. But but at one year's time, I think the fertility rates are identical to people that didn't take uh, birth control. So uh, then to that, the, the, um, the answer to that question is no, it does not affect fertility. That's all for the mailbag today. If you'd like to submit a question in the mailbag, go to unipoint.org backslash mailbag. I'll answer questions about COVID-19, other medical conditions. Uh, also, maybe you'll, maybe you'll present a question that we can have a future podcast for and uh, answer that question. Please know, however, the mailbag is not a substitute for your primary care clinician, and you should discuss medical problems, personal medical problems with them. Uh, if it is an emergency, uh, go to the nearest emergency room. If no emergency room is available, then obviously dial 911. Once again, you can submit your questions to me at unipoint.org backslash mailbag. Uh, that is unipoint.org backslash mailbag, common spelling of mailbag, M-A-I-L-B-A-G. I look forward to hearing from you, our amazing listeners. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.